Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is the Lois Wetzel Show, and I'm your host and executive producer, Lois Wetzel, coming to you live at 9 a.m. Central Time from Houston, Texas. This radio show is free all the time to my listeners. I have an archived audio library of spiritual and metaphysical teachings here available free at any time of the day or night to everyone on earth with access to a computer. These shows are educational and most of the time I'll be interviewing others who will be telling about what they know, the books they've written or the spiritual work that they do. And sometimes I'll be the one doing the teaching, so please join us anytime, either live or later in the archives. I have a free email newsletter to sign up for that or just to read what's on my website. Go to hotpinklotus.com. Also, I've published two books so far, Edina, Energy Medicine from the Stars, available on Kindle, and Akashic Records, Case Studies of Past Lives, available on Amazon and Kindle. The second book, Akashic Records, is about Akashic Records readings that I've done for other people and the effects of these readings on their lives. I'm still doing Akashic Records readings, so if you're interested, contact me. The call-in number for this show, if you want to make a comment or ask a question on the air, is 347-945-5309. Well, good morning. This is Lois. It is the 14th of December, 2012, one week before the date that the Mayan calendar has been heralding for so long. And um, I want to talk about a few things this morning that uh, came as a big surprise to me. My guides kind of led me down a little path yesterday and this morning, um, and I learned some things I had not known before, and I'm going to share those with you. I am, by the way, broadcasting live from Hot Springs, Arkansas, where the crystal fields are, and my guides have me up here for a while. I'm not sure for how long, uh, but that is where I'm uh, broadcasting from now. And um, one of the first things I want to tell you that I think is really important is, in case you haven't noticed, when you're on the um, Internet and you are surfing, Google here, Google there, you know, go from one YouTube to another. Um, If you will realize that you're being guided, that's very helpful so that you know that this is not just an accident that's happening to you, but um, that you are actually being guided in this process. There are a lot of strange things going on right now that, have the scientific community scratching its um, collective head. And the place that I want to start is the first place where I was guided yesterday, and it's to New Spirit Journal. It's an online newspaper for soulful living, newspiritjournal.com. I believe it comes out of Seattle. And there's a, a brief interview with Greg Braden, that I found very interesting. Um, And he explains that he was an engineer working in the defense industry in the 1980s when he first started hearing about the year 2012. And some people were saying that it's 
literally the end of the world, and others were saying it's the end of the world as we know it, and some even said it's the beginning of a thousand years of peace. And everyone, uh, this is quoting from the article, everyone I asked had a different opinion. What I discovered as a scientist was that the only way I would know what 2012 was all about was to understand the people who created the calendars that tell us about that year. The only way to understand them was to understand great cycles of time. Science is telling us that we, our lives, and our planet in general are under the influence of great cycles of time. The great cycles cover such vast periods of time that we don't remember them from one civilization to the next. Our present great cycle is a 5,125-year-long cycle linked to an astronomical event that occurred in the year 3,114 B.C. It ends on December 21st, the winter solstice, 2012 A.D. And what happens during this time is that there is an alignment that's occurring because Earth does this little tip and wobble over long periods of time. As Earth changes, tips and wobbles in its orbit, it changes the scenery of the night sky. It changes our orientation in space with respect to the center of our own Milky Way galaxy. Scientists have discovered that the center of our Milky Way galaxy is a very powerful source of magnetic energy called magnetic filaments that radiate from the center of our Milky Way. Where we are in relation to that source of energy has a huge effect on planet Earth. On December 21st, we have a straight shot, a linear shot, unobstructed by any other planets or any other bodies in the solar system, where we have direct access to that field of energy. The records show that when we look into the history of the Earth, into the ice cores in Antarctica, for example, it preserved a record of Earth's past. When we look into these ice cores at the dates that are the fractals or the seed patterns for 2012, they tell us that in those dates, the magnetic fields of the Earth became weaker. The energy from the sun was stronger so that the ice on the poles began to melt. The oceans began to rise the climate began to shift, and the weather patterns began to change. Precisely, we are experiencing that now, and that's the whole point. Has Earth gone through a big change? Yes. Does it mean something is wrong or something is broken? No. It always happens when we reach this point in a great cycle. When we are this distance from the energy source, at the center of our Milky Way, when Earth is tilted and oriented the way it is now. Apparently, this is what always happens. Therefore, to a large extent, we are already experiencing the great changes that so many have predicted. Now, for those of you who are just tuning in, I'm reading from an article at NewSpiritJournal.com in which Greg Braden has been interviewed recently. Okay, therefore, to a large extent, we are already experiencing the great changes that so many have predicted. It's good for us to prepare and help other people who are having the problems of feeling the brunt of these changes. But here's the core. The geologic records show 
that the changes are intense, but they're brief. They don't last for generations. The archaeological records show that when past civilizations reached the point in their cycle where we are right now, they made a mistake that we do not want to repeat today. They began to fight one another for the resources. In that violent competition for what was left when the world was changing, everyone lost. The civilizations collapsed. For example, Egypt's 20th dynasty absolutely collapsed during precisely this period of time, and no one even knew about them until thousands of years later. The Global Coherence Initiative is all about our relationship to the earth through heart-based living. In the past few years, our own science has made a revolutionary discovery that changes everything about the way we think of ourselves and the world. What they found is that when we create heart-based feelings of gratitude, appreciation, care, literally using the muscle of the heart to create these feelings, what we're actually doing is create or generating a magnetic field inside our bodies that is part of the magnetic field of the earth that undergoes the change. Scientists first found out about this during 9-11 when our satellites 22,000 miles in space began to register changes in the magnetic field of the earth when humans were having feelings about September 11 and the World Trade Center. This is a surprise to science. They asked, why would people experiencing 9-11 possibly affect the magnetic fields of the earth? There's no connection, right? Wrong. They found that there is a connection. And this has led to what is called the Global Coherence Initiative Project. Scientists are now building the sensors that can measure these magnetic fields and put them up onto the website where you can watch the fields change every day in real time. In addition to measuring this field, the Global Coherence Project aim is to teach people how to create coherence in their everyday lives. It's not a hard thing to do and you don't have to change your life, meditations, prayers, or any other practice to do it. It's a way of being in our hearts as we go throughout the day that's very easy to learn. When we create this coherence inside our bodies, it triggers about 1,400 biochemical changes. Anti-aging processes begin. DHEA level, the life-giving hormone, surges in our bodies. Our immune systems become really strong. We think more clearly. We become less aggressive. The magnetic fields of the heart are now being documented. We are facing the greatest challenge of 5,000 years of recorded human history. As we face the great challenges of our time, we are asking, what can we do? Here's what we can do. We can learn the language of the magnetic field that is creating the changes and help bring that field from chaos into order. We can influence the very fields that are creating the change. The fear about 2012 is stressing a lot of people, but we have the ability to regulate the magnetic field by regulating the way that we work together through our hearts. The key is we've got to work together to do it.
Again, that's from newspiritjournal.com, and there's an interview. That was Greg Braden's interview with Dr. Laurie Nadell, N-A-D-E-L. I highly recommend that um, magazine and that you go check it out. You never know what you might be interested in that's on there. Another thing I want to tell you about, in case you don't know, is the Institute of Heart Mass, which is very much about helping you regulate the fields of your heart, the electromagnetic field of your heart, which, by the way, and this is going to make more sense later, is a torsion field. In other words, it looks like a donut or a three-dimensional representation of the figure eight, which is a symbol for infinity. So the, the electromagnetic field of the heart is much larger than that of the brain. And this explains why the mystics and the teachers from antiquity have always said, think with your heart. We are supposed to be coming from our hearts, not our brains. Science is beginning to realize that the brain is merely a receiver of signals from outside itself. What appear to be thoughts are really probably just um, angels, guides, whatever, the collective unconscious being picked up by the brain. But if we think with our hearts, we're in the right space to live um, a sacred life and one that preserves life on the planet. Okay. The next place I want to go is to, um, there is a newsletter, I guess you would call it a newsletter, maybe it's a blog, by Lauren Gorga, who's just amazing. And you can subscribe to that newsletter. And they're all different levels for uh, paid subscribers and for people who want to just see what she offers for free. Um, and this came to me in an email. And um, I'm going to read to you from this because I think Lauren Gorgo is just fascinating and that she gets a lot of interesting information from the Pleiadian High Council. Pleiadian High Council. Um, and this is what she states. And if you want to um, go subscribe to her um, teachings, Go to thinkwithyourheart.com, thinkwithyourheart.com. And this is what Lauren says about 12-12-12 to 12-21-12. Before we get into the last 5D report of 2012, the Pleiadian High Council asks that we first join our energies together in prayer and open with an invocation to consecrate this very sacred month. Blessed Mother, giver of life, Blessed Father, creator of life, source of all creation, we call to you in our moment of triumph to join us in prayer. Our intentions, our hearts, our minds, our physical vessels are pure. We bring forth from within the sacred code of ascension in honor of all that is, in grace of all that will be. Mentor us, guide us, carry us forward. Bestow upon us as we walk this new world afoot. We are your servants now, and we join you wholeheartedly in revelry, the Pleiadian High Council. Into all time. So here we finally are in the last month of the heralded year of 2012, boldly headed where no human has gone before. Actually, I'm told that no one in our universe has attempted or been successful in what we're pulling off, becoming an integrated light body in physical form. 
Do you remember the first time you learned about our planetary ascension and how far away that date seemed? I do. It was so far away that I absolutely refused to be to believe that the torture that was my life could maintain itself for that long. It didn't, though. It got much worse. Again, I'm reading from Lauren Gorgo. Thinkwithyourheart.com. But this is it, the grand finale, and even though all the recent eclipses, solar activity, astrological alignments, numeric numeric gateways may have us feeling just awful enough to barely care. The detachment that this intensity creates is actually a beautiful gift. It is helping us to effectively neutralize any remaining polarity within us without getting stuck in the usual sticky ego mess that always accompanies the 3D view. Today, tomorrow, and into the new forever, we have absolutely nothing left to do but be love. In other words, neutral. Now, that's interesting to me. This is Lois speaking again. Um, Because I've been telling people just be neutral, be observers, don't make judgments, just be neutral. And she's saying that neutrality is being love. And I hadn't really thought about that, but it is true. Um, So here's a bit more of what she has to say. From the Pleiadian perspective on 1221, the sun will be literally reborn from what they call the source of source, which is that, by the way, this is Lois speaking now, that's a dark place in the center of our spiral galaxy. Okay, the sun will literally be reborn from what they call the source of source, the moment when the sun begins its re-emergence from the galactic equator, which according to the Mayans is the moment of our spiritual rebirth, when we, humanity, essentially bottom out and begin to grow toward the light of the new sun. This is the turning point, both the end and the beginning, completion of a linear evolving timeline and the beginning of a quantum evolving timeline. After this incomprehensible moment in time, the new sun will be capable of transmitting the universal love or zero point or source energy from the galactic core. We're talking about our sun now, the one that rises in the morning over Earth. The arrival of universal love energy on our planet is what we've been working toward for so very long. It is the nectar, the elixir of creation, what the seven sisters have continually referred to as the energy of rebirth, renewal, resurrection, reincarnation, transfiguration, etc. And so what she's talking about, what Lauren is talking about here, is that The Pleiadian High Council is telling her that our sun, which, by the way, is called Helios, that's the name of our sun, is receiving energy from the galactic core or source, and it is being reborn. Now, I've always heard that our sun is like a um, transformer. It receives the energy from source and then transmits it to us in a form that we can use because it would be too intense otherwise. Um, So, that being said, remember, it's being reborn. I'm going to go to um, a website called synchronizeduniverse.com. This is the website of Dr. Claude Swanson, who's written a couple of books on, he's a physicist, written a couple of books on the science of uh, a torsion field, 
science. Remember, I said that's what the heart is, is a torsion field, or what it emits is a humongous torsion field that extends way out past your body. Really large, largest field we um, emit as human beings. And um, he says that right now, the solar flares on the sun are affecting radioactive decay of materials on the earth. Now, this cannot be explained by conventional physics at all. It's evidence of torsion, T-O-R-S-I-O-N, which is a completely different energy than has been studied at all by contemporary science. Okay, the effect has been discovered by scientists at Stanford and Purdue universities. It, and, quote, it doesn't make sense according to conventional ideas, Fishbach said. Jenkins whimsically added what we're suggesting is that something that doesn't really interact with anything is changing something that can't be changed. So science is bum-fuzzled here. Quote, it's an effect, effect that no one yet understands, agreed Professor Strzok. Theorists are starting to say, what's going on? But that's what the evidence points to. It's a challenge for the physicists and a challenge for the solar people, too. Okay, from Stanford University News, August 2010. This is dramatic evidence that a new force, torsion, is real. This is the central topic of Dr. Swanson's new book, Life Force, The Scientific Basis. This is a force which was discovered over 50 years ago in Russia but has been left out of modern physics. It explains psychic phenomena, ESP, psychokinesis, remote viewing, and distant healing. It is a revolutionary new force which explains many of the puzzles of modern physics involving consciousness, the paranormal, and energy medicine. So... Uh, you can get that on Amazon, by the way. Claude, just Google, uh, put into the search engine on Amazon, Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, Swanson, S-W-A-N-S-O-N. Uh, he's got two books. The first one uh, was published in 2007, I believe. And this one is volume two, following up that. Um, and it is the most comprehensive handbook on subtle energy, 720 pages, 1,500 references, 450 illustrations. It establishes the science and physics, which backs up and explains many mysteries, including long-distance healing, the nature of the aura, how shamanism creates instantaneous changes. It explains what subtle energy and so-called chi, prana, organ, and torsion really is. It explains what energy healers are really doing when they send their energy to a faraway client. It connects the mystical part with the scientific part of healing, and devices are now being built and patented, and equations being developed, which integrate this ancient and elusive force with modern science. Okay. So also on this same website, synchronizeduniverse.com, there are things along the side you can click on. Well, you can send them your email address to get updates. But um, here's one thing you could click on if you were curious. Analysis. Romanek UFO equations suggest faster than light travel. Here's another one. Resident scientific back. back <laughs> sorry. Present scientific paradigm is breaking down. Scientific proof for ESP and the paranormal. Here's another one. Science and spirit healing the rift, the underlying unity. 
Another one is physical evidence for ghosts and astral body. Here's a new one you can click on. New theory explains how paranormal acts across distance and time. Origins of subtle energies in parallel dimensions. Uh, exciting breakthroughs in new physics. The emerging science of the soul and immortality. And the last one, group consciousness. How synchronized meditation and prayer can affect events around the world. So... Um, I highly recommend that um, anybody interested in any of those subjects, if you didn't have anything to write with, you go back and listen to the show again and take some notes and get on the um, Internet and start uh, doing searches, either on YouTube or Google or Bing or wherever you like to search and see where it leads you because I don't think it's going to lead everybody to the same place. Uh, I believe strongly that guidance enters in when you get on um, the Internet and start searching. And um, that what you need to learn is where you will be led. So, that said, I'm not seeing questions on the chat. I think people are just listening. If you have any questions, be sure and type them in there or call me, 347 347- Nine four five five three zero nine. You can Skype in too. Um, so yeah, there's weird stuff going on on the sun. It's it's emitting things that it's not supposed to emit, and they're having effects on the Earth that they're not supposed to have. And nobody can explain it. So it means that the current scientific paradigm is breaking down. Um, and again, if you want to know more about that, go to synchronizeduniverse.com. We're going to listen to music for a minute, and I'll be back in just a bit. This is Adam Hurst, Ritual.
Okay. Um, got an interesting comment from Medium in our midst who has a really great radio show herself. And she says, thanks, Lois. This is great info and a great website. Incredible connections with super consciousness and also time fraction coming up in meditations. Interesting. If you want to call in and talk about that, uh, Daria, the number is 347-945-5309. Okay, I'm going to go in. Uh, Synchronized Universe has, like I said earlier, different uh, things you can click on. And this is something I've been fascinated with since, I, prior to 9-11, I'm not sure when exactly I found out about this, but when many minds focus on the same thought, the level of quantum randomness is affected worldwide. In other words, the more people who focus on the same thing, the more the electromagnetic field of the earth is affected and the more um, integrated it becomes. It's not random anymore which is why it's so important in, um, that we all focus on what we want, not on what we don't want, particularly around the 21st and 22nd, that we not get into fear. And if that means you don't have to, that you can't turn on the TV or the radio or read the newspaper for a couple of days, I highly recommend it. Because there are those who will want that to happen. They'll want to get as many people upset and frightened as they can, which affects the magnetic field of the earth which is going to zero, you know, so we're going to have to create that magnetic field with our hearts. So, on the page that uh, says when many minds focus on the same thought, the level of quantum randomness is affected worldwide, he's got a chart, and they have machines that measure this. People aren't making this stuff up. The data is from uh, Dean Radin's work in 1997, The Conscious Universe, and shows how randomness decreases when millions of people focus on a simultaneous event. In this particular case, the O.J. Simpson trial. Okay, what they learned was the level of quantum randomness has been found to decrease when many minds focus on the same thought or event. Two, this occurs when they watch a simultaneous worldwide televised event, such as the O.J. trial or the World Trade Center attack. It also includes when they engage in worldwide synchronized prayer and meditation. Three, this phenomenon is predicted by the synchronized universe model. <clears throat> Normal quantum randomness is due to the influence of other nearby parallel universes because they are not synchronized with ours normally. Their only measurable impact on us is random. However, paranormal effects and subtle energy cause a synchronization across adjacent parallel universes. When this occurs, these adjacent universes become to a degree synchronized with ours. The interaction becomes more coherent, more in phase. When this happens, the random part of the interaction decreases. This causes the measured level of randomness or quantum noise to decrease. This has been measured in the case of powerful healers such as John of God in Brazil as well as global synchronized events. The relationship between paranormal phenomena and decreased randomness is important confirmation of the synchronized universe theory. Okay, I have a caller who wants to speak. We'll see who that is. Might be Daria. Might... Hello, this is Lois. Um, hi, Lois. It's Daria. Hi. Gosh, I'm so happy. I, I put the computer on. I saw your show was up, and what a fascinating, fascinating topic. Thank you. 
I was just kind of guided one little step at a time over the past two days to uh, mm-hmm. one website after another. Talk, And the part that got me so excited was that there are changes on the sun that are affecting uh, radioactive mm-hmm. decay on the earth, and the scientists can't figure out how on earth that could possibly happen because it's all completely in defiance of our scientific models. I think there's a lot the scientists aren't going to be are going to be scratching their heads over lately. You know, it's interesting yeah. when you're talking about the uh, collective conscious. <clears throat> I kind of saw this this uh, metaphor of a school of fish. When something causes a vibration in the water, you know, fish they're so synchronized, their energy is so synchronized. Something comes in and causes a vibration, and everything shifts, and they just keep shifting in motion. And when you're talking about something like uh, if somebody, uh, people are watching a huge event on TV, how literally moment to moment our consciousness can shift the outcome of what's happening. Um, I noticed lately that the meditations I've been doing, especially with group meditations with people that I know where we plan a group meditation, the level of consciousness that we've been getting to, it's so expansive I've never, and I, you know, I spend my life meditating, I've never felt anything so expansive and feeling so connected to such huge, the soul of the earth, the sun, the universe. It's amazing to me. So are you going to be conducting a meditation on the 21st, or what are you planning to do on that day? Uh, On that day, I've decided that I just wanted to leave myself open to kind of go with the flow of the day. Um, I planned a meditation with this group uh, of souls that I have come together with. Um, I wrote about it. uh, It's all on my blog blog, um, on my website, uh, the Council of Seven. Now, we've come to identify our our higher dimensional selves as the Council of Seven, but that aside... um, the 22nd, the evening of the 22nd, we're going to do a group meditation. Um, we might do a group meditation the 21st and then talk about it on the 22nd, but I just decided to leave the day open because I don't know what's what to expect or what to happen. or You know, as you said, um, it is an energetic alignment, and I, I want to just be able to dream, visualize, I don't want to commit myself to anything, to being on air. I mean, this week on the 12th, I literally had to postpone my show here on Block Talk because my computer went down, my guest in Texas, Rhonda, all of her stuff crashed, and I thought, I want to be in it rather than talk about it. So That's, that's interesting happened with me last summer when I was in um, Europe that I had to stop blogging about the trip and experience it. So interestingly, right. that's what I'm doing on the 21st as well. I'm leaving it completely open because I don't know what's happening. I may decide I want to meditate alone. I may decide I want to be in nature. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to wait and see what happens. Me too. And I think the 22nd is going to be really, really important. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I can feel since Sunday the the amount of energy, the increased vibration has been unbelievable. I and and some people that I are connected to, I mean, but for myself personally, I was literally shaking since Sunday nonstop. My head felt huge. Uh, And today is the first day that I feel 
normal again. And when I say normal, I feel like I've integrated that energy. You know, I think as the energy gets stepped up, we kind of go through these phases of intensity and then then we kind of integrate it. So, yeah, I just I want agree. to be open. You know I don't think it's the same for everybody. I think different people have those expansive moments at different times. Mm-hmm. I think there are waves coming through that affect each of us slightly differently. And, and I agree that I'm having these waves of things hit me, and then I integrate. And then another wave will hit, and then I'll integrate. And I think mm-hmm. it's happening to everybody, but I'm not sure that it's that easy to articulate. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think a lot of people don't don't know what's happening. They don't know how to express what they're feeling. Did you see any of the, the meteor shower last night? I did not. I'll tell you what I've been doing is an enormous amount of sleeping, and that's uh-huh. really what I need to do right now. But I didn't. Um, I, I looked out, and then I got so sleepy that I just had to come back in and go to bed. <laughs> did you see it? I did. Um, it was cloudy. It was cloudy for two days. Cloud cover for two days. And last night at around, I guess maybe eleven o'clock, my son came down and said the meteor shower. And we went outside, and the sky had completely cleared. It was absolutely gorgeous. It was wow. Chilly too. And um, I saw about four meteors, which were so beautiful. But then I was cold. It was, I was tired. And like you, I just I want to sleep so much lately. So I just thought, okay, I. I I wish I could have, like, if it was warmer, I would have put a blanket on the ground and just laid there to watch, but uh, it was just too cold for me. Yes, yeah, it's been really cold here as well. So I I'm also want to touch on sleeping. I, I find that there are a lot of people who are doing an inordinate amount of sleeping lately, and I want to say that's not a bad thing because that's how right. your body heals. It heals yeah. when you're asleep. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, if what you're trying to do is integrate – new energy and become a light body instead of a physical body, you know, maybe sleeping's a good thing. So don't worry absolutely. about that. Yeah, absolutely. I think with, you know, we are energetic beings and with the the this incredible increase in vibration and frequency, we have to rest our bodies. You know, maybe we'll yeah. come to the point where we won't need as much rest as we do now, but, boy, I tell you, I, I went through a couple of nights and, I you know, Often I'll go through a couple of nights where the energy is intense, I can't sleep, and then all of a sudden I'll have three days of I just want to sleep. And it's okay to do that. I think it's necessary. Exactly. Exactly. For the same reason that when you're sick you need to heal. It's like we're Mm -hmm. trying to do something, as as Lauren Gorgo said, um, we're trying to do something no one's ever done before, and that's become um, living light bodies. Yes. Right from physical to light, and no one's yes. done it before. So that's why we're this grand experiment, and all these star beings and aliens and so forth are observing us. They're like, "Wow, how's this going to turn out? Let's watch them because they're going to learn." And there are versions of ourselves in higher dimensions that are working really hard to make this happen. You know, we have the, we are projected into many different dimensions, and and we're. I, I see us working so diligently in higher dimensions that it affects us physically, you know, and that's another reason that we have to rest. But it's very exciting, isn't it? It's so exciting. Yeah, it's just like I know we all stood in line to be here because it's such a, it's the ending of a, a grand experiment in in the universe. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm excited and curious 
and I guess there's a thin line between excited and nervous. But mm-hmm. you what? I'm hoping that on the basis of um, what I discussed a bit earlier, which is when people come together and focus yeah. on this thing at the same time, that there will be just enormous numbers of people who are awake enough to um, really be in a very positive space on the 21st particularly and the 22nd um, so that we can all emit that energy field, that torsion field of the heart um, in a synchronized way for that which is Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as the the Mayans were saying that um, if you look at the the alignment with the galactic center as a planetary alignment in addition to everything else that's happening, you know, with the sun and all, um, it will be similar to an eclipse where we will have that minutes where everything is aligned and possibly we could experience mass awakening, you know, uh, connecting to the higher consciousness and hopefully we'll stay in that space. If not, there are many people who will stay and some who will get a glimpse. But I, I think at some point I'll kind of jump on to let me join in with a mass meditation and just send it out to the universe. And I also want to tell people, too, how important it is to connect with the energy of the earth because the earth is a sentient being and the earth is also ascending. So it's important to make that connection. Yeah, either in your own personal meditation or mm-hmm. if it's someplace where you can walk barefoot on the earth, that would be a great day to do it. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, one of the things I like to do is meditate on um, that I am floating outside of the uh, earth, out in the energy field of the earth, and that I can see the whole planet mm-hmm. and send love from mm-hmm. my heart to the planet. Mm-hmm and envelop the planet in a pink aura of love. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, connect with it physically. Like, I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. really, really cold outside. I'm going to go walk barefoot for a little while on the earth. <laughs> on the All right, well, I have to go because I have a reading coming up. But thank you so much for this show. I so enjoyed it. And I can't wait to get on that website to really start reading. I took a glance of it, but... Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of the day, Lois. Okay, bye. Bye -bye. We have about one and a half minutes left, so if anybody's got a question they want to put in on the um, chat, that's good. And by the way, that was Daria Justin, and she's got a radio show called Medium in Our Midst, which is on Wednesdays. Um, And uh, I'm really glad you guys have been today. I appreciate you very much, and um, if you missed part of the show, you can listen to it for free in the archives. Um, Thanks for being here, and see you later.